Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to week two of the uh, new format of the Spurs Insider podcast on expressnews.com. I am Mike Finger. I'm joined this week by Jeff McDonald again and Nick Talbot, our sports editor. And we are going to uh, sit here in this room full of uh, black egg crates on the wall that is designed for optimal uh, audio pleasure. And we're going to talk about free agency, uh, which has just started this week. And the Spurs are not exactly major players in that, but there have been some moves made. And the Western Conference is being reshaped, and the NBA is as well. And uh, Jeff, we will start with you. What did the Spurs do, and was it what we expected? Uh, They're done. They're They're finished. (laughs) So let's call it a podcast, and let's get out of here. What uh, what did you expect them to do? What did they do, and and how did those two things kind of compare? The most unexpected. the least unexpected thing that they did was re-sign Rudy Gay. I think we all thought that would be the first thing they did at 5.01 and that we were pretty much on the money except for that actually happened before 5 o'clock. Because so, that, that, that uh, apparently that... that uh, Moratorium. <laughs> it doesn't, it's, a, it's mythical. For show. Yeah, yes. it's for show. So, yeah, we all knew that they they're going to re-wreck Rudy for reasons we can get into later. Um, and then they didn't have a whole lot of money to play with after that. So I think... Uh, Bring in Damari Carroll, uh, a guy that fills a spot that they were trying to fill, makes some sense too. Two, um, two restrictions uh, on the Spurs that we kind of have to spell out for people who aren't capologists or NBA complete nerds. Um, on the one hand, there's a salary cap, which the Spurs aren't over the cap team. On the other hand, they already had 13 guaranteed contracts going into next year. You can only have 15 maximum. So they had two spots. Uh, two open spots, which were basically filled by Rudy Gay and Damari Carroll. And they're an over-the-cap team, which means that all they had was a $9.2 million exception to fill that 15th spot. Uh, people are going to look at the the dollar amount on Rudy Gay, two years for uh, $24 million, 32. $32 million, mm-hmm. and think that that's outrageous. But uh, one thing to understand is you could not have said, okay, we'll give Rudy Gay... 10 million and then give the extra 22 to somebody else because go ahead because you can't do that under NBA rules <laughs> right. yeah it would have made it would have made it any because difference because you're you're over the salary they cap, could give yeah. him 40 million dollars and wouldn't be done anything because they controlled his rights and right that's why you can go over the salary caps on your own guys there's a lot of uh, uh legalese in this there is uh, something called bird rights named after um i believe a Tweety d- bird. the movie Tweet, birdman birdman uh, <laughs> i don't think it's either of those things it was, also named, it, after, it was named after uh, chris anderson it was named after chris anderson or 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 perhaps a, a former boston celtic and basically Robert Basically, that means that teams are allowed to go over to the the cap uh, for certain free agents. uh, And Rudy Gay was one of those bird rights free agents, which means that um, not to sound too repetitive, but we get the same questions over and over and over again throughout the year. And are going to this year, the first time Rudy Gay has a bad game, somebody will say, why didn't the Spurs give that money to name your guy on the Hawks or whoever? And, and, And the answer is, 
they could go over the cap to sign Rudy Gay for that amount of money, but that money could not have been used to sign uh, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic or uh, the DeMarcus Cousins or whomever. They, they, they had that amount to spend on Rudy Gay. They spent it. And by the way, Rudy Gay's been a great spur. Absolutely. I think that's, that's kind of been lost in a lot of this lately. Absolutely. I think the way to the, the, the uh, easiest way that I've found to explain it to people is their choices were you could have Rudy Gay and a mid-level player or a mid-level player and a veteran minimum player. Right. And obviously the, 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 the talent is in the, the first choice. Right. Uh, if, if Rudy does not sign, uh, they still – now they have two open spots and still just have the $9.2 million to split up between two guys. Right. So with Rudy in the fold, they have him in the 14th spot, and now they can use that 9.2 on one spot, and they use most of that on Damari Carroll. What do we know about Damari? Uh, played in Brooklyn last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't get to play with Kevin Durant now. <laughs> right. Um, 3 and D guy, which is something that they really lacked last year. Um, you know, he, he was, he's sort of in that Danny Green category. When they lost Danny Green, it was kind of Danny Green, Damari Carroll. Um, not when they lost Danny Green. I'm, I'm confused now. When they re-signed Danny Green and everybody was, all the Spurs fans that now want Danny Green back were all like up in arms because they're paying Danny Green a whopping $10 million a year mm-hmm. uh, several years ago. He and uh, Damari Carroll and Kent Bazemore were like the, the three and D guys that were all in that kind of class. And so now they've a little late. Uh, they're getting Damari back to kind of take that. Yeah. And they're not taking Danny green. Cause he's sitting there waiting around Kawhi Leonard. Cause if obviously if the obvious choice is there, go to Toronto, win another title. You're going to be the favorite golden state just broke up. Kevin Durant's not playing next year. So he, Brooklyn's not the favorite next year. So why not just go back, get the band back together? And that's one reason the Spurs went after Carroll and not Green right after that because you'd have to wait and then you risk not getting anyone. Right. And I'm not even sure Danny Green fits on this roster as well as Damari Carroll does anymore because Damari is now a uh, – it's it's almost shocking to hear it, but he's like a four, right. uh, four? part-time four, part-time three. And that's exactly what the Spurs needed with that spot with somebody – to kind of fill in on the wing uh, as a three, and they also just need guys to throw out their um, uh, three and D type uh, power forwards. And that's, I mean, whether or not he's going to uh, be a star here or even be a major part of the rotation is yet to be determined. But um, that's the position that the Spurs needed with this with this signing. Uh, one thing on on Danny Green, Nick had mentioned uh, about why the Spurs did not go after him. Our our old buddy uh, Brad Townsend, who covers. Uh, the Mavericks for the Dallas Morning News on his Twitter this week. He has been inundated with fans demanding why the Mavericks aren't signing Danny Green. And I just think it's hilarious for that fan base. Like one fan base in particular thinks that Danny Green is the key to the offseason. <laughs> and for so many years, he was just the, the the pariah here in San Antonio. He was the whipping boy, the guy that, uh, that, that Spurs fans love to blame for things. And now in another in another uh, market not too far from here that that's the guy they want it's well, kind of great i mean he made 10 million dollars a year right. <laughs> she get more for your bang for your buck for 10 million whole dollars yeah um uh w- on the note of danny green and and the, and the the role that he used to fill with the spurs when you look at the backcourt um as a whole in san antonio now that free agency is for all intents and purposes over for san antonio um what is the backcourt rotation? What is that outlook looking like into into the season? I have no idea. A lot it's of guards. A, a lot of guards, and I, that's yeah. why I still are clinging to this notion that maybe they move off of somebody at right. some point. 
because there's just too many guys you want to play that you can't. And as much as you want to say good problem to have, I mean, mm. it's still an overabundance of, of guys that you need to play. I don't know. Does, 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 you know, you're getting DeJounte Murray back. Mm. Does, does Derek White still start? Do you move him to the two? Do you move DeMar to the two where he really belongs and play Damari Carroll at the three? I don't know. I don't know. It's, um, I've gone back and forth on this, and I, I think the the default position here is uh, what you mentioned, a good problem to have. And because I, I think what the Spurs have that a lot of teams around the conference don't have is experienced and um, athletic and talented depth. And whereas, like, you go to L.A., the, the Lakers, where they have – three guys on their roster right now, if one of them gets hurt, who's stepping in? I mean, clearly the, the Lakers' upside is is 20 times higher than the Spurs. The same with, you know, the Warriors, the Rockets, whoever. But so many of those teams are um, kind of on the brink of disaster if the wrong guy gets hurt. Going into the season, if the Spurs have anything going for them, is they can survive an injury to name your guy and kind of be okay with it. And if this means that Patty Mills doesn't play as much as he used to, Marco Bellinelli doesn't play as much as he used to, that's fine. And those are those are fine guys to have as your third stringers, or you know, got guys on the end of your bench. Um, if if a if a deal makes a lot of sense to where you trade with some of those guys, great. But I, I don't think Pop or RC Buford would have any problem going in to training camp with the, the team they have now. And you you think that Patty and Bellinelli are the guys that lose the minutes. I mean, on paper, right. that's what it looks like, but you never know how that works in practice. Um, I know they want to play Lonnie Walker more. I know they do. As much as like people on Twitter would would you know think Pop hates young players and never wants to play Lonnie and he's going to be in Austin all year, I know they want to, to give him a chance to uh, earn some minutes and show what he can do. Um, but to do that, you can't, you can't give minutes to Patty Mills and Marco Bellinelli. I, I have a feeling it'll all work itself out. Yeah, I think the team looks a lot more like the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets, who both had spectacular seasons the last few years. So you're talking about depth teams versus your big superstar teams. You know, you're getting, you have a glut of guards, and this is now a positionless league. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, doesn't matter if you're a center, doesn't matter if you're a power forward. And Damari Carroll's what six seven, six eight, six eight, yeah, six eight, and he's and he's playing the power forward mm-hmm. position in the NBA. That's that's kind of unheard of. I mean, the Seventy Sixers kind of went away from that. And they're going super big, mm-hmm. where they have a six ten point guard in Al Horford now. But everyone else has gone much smaller. And I think you know whether you have a glut of guards, it doesn't really matter. Demar can play the three. You're going to play three guard lineups more than you, you would have been in the past. That that leads to another question I get on Twitter uh, a lot lately: is you only have one one real five. You only have one center. How can you get by with one center? Yeah. It's like welcome to 2019. That's how. And I believe you know, even though um, the Spurs started uh, Aldridge and, and Pirtle a lot together last year where, where Aldridge was technically the four, I think the if you look at it minute by minute, Aldridge played more minutes at the five than he did at the four last year. That's like, probably fair. Yeah, he, once the, mm-hmm. in the guts of the game, is sure, exactly. So, I mean, really, those are your two centers. And if you need a third one, you know, find a Metu or a Eubanks at the end of your bench that can fill in every now and then. But those are your two centers are Aldridge and, and Pirtle. And then... You know, at at the four position, you can be you can have Rudy Gay or Damari Carroll or Davis Bertans or all you know up and down the list. They're going to be fine in terms of size and in terms of depth. Um, as Nick was alluding to, this, this is not a superstar team. Um, so, I, I mean, the most re- if we get into realistic expectations now that this roster has been settled, so many teams in the West got better, including teams that didn't make the playoffs. Um, 
it's still going to be a fight to make a playoff seed. But I, I, I think the Spurs kind of settle in there as a team that's probably going to be right there in the mix for six, seven, eight, if not even higher than that. And uh, it'll be kind of similar to what we've seen the last couple of years. I think they can actually be a better team than they were last year and win fewer games. Sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. With the way the free agency just uprooted the entire league this this Sunday. It was just crazy going through all these trades and these four four team trades, $3.5 billion spent or something like that right. over so many players. Just yeah. everything was changing. Whether it's the East or the Lakers, I think the only team that hasn't done anything, the Lakers. I mean, that's it's just kind of weird. There, I mean, they but. just added Anthony Davis. That's all they did. <laughs> <laughs> they added Anthony one, Davis, one of, the, one of the five best players in the world. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, teams that missed the playoffs last year include uh, the those those Lakers, um, the Mavericks, who added Porzingis, and and they're still probably not there yet. But that's a pretty good duo, is in Luca and Porzingis. Um, uh, New Orleans is going to be, I think, really, yeah. really fun. And uh, um, maybe not ready to win right away, but that team is loaded with a lot of guys who can play. Um, not just Zion, but um, the guy, all the guys they got from the Lakers can play a little bit. Um, they did really well in the draft, and they add guys like Kyle Korver and um, it's JJ Redick. JJ Redick. JJ Redick. Yeah. Kyle Korver's in Memphis, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 JJ, JJ Redick. JJ Redick. Getting your white. Yeah, they added confused. a lot of they added yeah. a lot of shooting to that team, which you know right. when you have t- people like Lonzo Ball and Drew Holiday, it's it's very needed, and they're going to be an exciting team. To and then watch. people forget Sacramento was right there Sacramento until right March there. last year. You know they yep. were a threat into March. So like it's just Phoenix is the only team you can kind of beat up on in the West. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, Phoenix signed Ricky Rubio, and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but but yet, I mean, it wouldn't be a shock to see any of those teams uh, at least compete for a for a playoff spot. And so, that, I mean, they're, they're, the the easy wins are are few and far between. What, in what the, you got to the do then is like who drops out, and it's like Golden State, I guess. Maybe you know, it's not. I mean, it's not going to be Golden State. Yeah, you don't yeah. think so? I don't no. think so either. I think Denian. Somebody's got to fall out. If the Clippers don't get Kawhi, that's that's a possibility. That's yeah. a possibility. Yeah, the, Russell. I think just was a just completely unexpected signing, but I think it puts him right back in the playoffs. With you know, with the, they still have a big three. It's not the same big three, and it's not going to be a seventy-three yeah. win team. But I still think they can win forty-five, yeah, fifty games. I don't know in the West. If you go, um, they still have Curry. I mean. If you go based on where all the teams in the West were last um, uh, opening day, um, I think the only two that are um, noticeably worse are Golden State, just because they lost Kevin Durant. Clay Thompson's going to be hurt. Um, they're not going to be as good as they were. And Minnesota. Like oh, yeah, Jimmy forgot about them. Gone. Forgot like, about them. Yeah. Like every other team in the in the in the conference is better now than they were a year ago. I think, um, and include, and I include the Spurs there because they are going to have a healthy Dejounte Murray, um, and, and in addition to Lonnie Walker, who you can talk more about. He played. Um, not sure when this is airing, but he played his, his summer league opener on uh, on Monday night and looked impressive. Um, how do you see Lonnie fitting into all of this uh, this season? Um, like I mentioned earlier, I think he's going to have a shot, and I. I how they how they go about giving him that shot, I don't know. I mean, but he's going to get minutes. They want to play him. They want to upgrade their athleticism, which he clearly does. Um, so I, you know, I I I think you're going to see him at some point get get some good burn and figure it out how he fits in the rotation. I have no idea. As we mentioned earlier, just way too many guards to really fi- 
for me to know how that puzzle goes together. Um, anything in the uh, free agency that we've seen that has surprised you? That has surprised me? No, not really. I I was kind of surprised by Jimmy Butler taking yeah. the trade to Miami. Yeah, there you go. Just because, like, Butler's one of the best players in the league. He could have gone to a team that's a championship contender. You know, he's trying to force his way out of Minnesota last year. Miami was on, you know, like his number one destination or was at the least near the top of his list. But to me, that's not, I mean, that's a, that's an eighth seed. Why, why is Jimmy Butler going to Miami? I guess he likes the waves or he likes, you know, he like really likes uh, Crockett and uh, the Crockett whole Miami top, Vice. Yeah. He likes the Miami Vice jerseys or something, but I really don't understand why he went there when if he just re-signed with Philadelphia – if Kawhi doesn't get like 18 bounces for that thing to yeah, go in, right. yeah. they probably win the NBA title because Golden State might still might have got all those injuries. You can't say, well, you know, in a, you know, take it out of a box and say Golden State would have been injured. But so if they they get the same luck that the Raptors did, they win the NBA title. Yeah. So I think that's a very strange move for Jimmy Butler to make. He's had a very strange path to his NBA career, but that's the one that stood out to me is like, why is Jimmy Butler doing this? Why is he going to go? I guess he wants to be the alpha, but why is he going to go be an eighth eighth seed? Because the East got a lot better. Mm-hmm. I think mean, Brooklyn's better than they were last mm-hmm. year. Um, Kyrie Irving's an upgrade over D'Angelo Russell. Um, they're not going to be a game beater like they're going to be a season from now when they add Kevin Durant. But I, I, don't, I don't get the Jimmy Butler thing. I think this, uh, Al Horford going to the this, this 76ers also kind of surprised me um, just because him, him even leaving the Celtics surprised me. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure in private everything that happened there last season, but it didn't sound like a fun place to it, be. It didn't sound like a fun place to be. But I thought Horford. I mean, he's always been a glue, kind of a quiet guy. So it kind of surprised me with the 76ers. I think it was a good move, and I kind of interested in what the 76ers become next year because they really have remade themselves like three times in the course of six months. Those, thing, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, those are the things that kind of really stood up to me. <laughs> I, I've been told I'm supposed to put my finger up when I want to talk. I'm still getting used to this whole uh, egg crate room situation so <laughs> it's understandable um so uh the thing that surprised me the least is we're still sitting around waiting for what Kawhi Leonard's gonna do yeah which uh, it would, it, on the one hand seems like what is taking so long but I think it's everything else went fast I mean if you if you think back to when LeBron went back to Cleveland that was July the 10th yeah and we are on like July the 2nd and it also started it started on July the 1st like what is Kawhi doing where's Kawhi He's trying to figure out how to But he is the last LinkedIn page. Yeah, he is the last guy. Durant to Golden State was July 4th. It was July 4th, yeah. yeah. Uh Lamar- when LaMarcus came to the Spurs it was July 4th. Yeah. Um so that I mean the the whole you joked about it at the top but the moratorium thing I think that's probably going to be looked at to where um why if if these things are all getting decided um, in the two weeks between the finals and July 1st, then why not just let people do it? Um, it's kind of silly to have this wink-wink thing yeah. where you're not mm-hmm. allowed to talk to teams, and yet at 5.01 on, on the day that free agency starts, all the deals are announced. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like some of those started even before 5 this year, like 4.30. Right. There's, <laughs> there's stuff coming out. It didn't make a lot of sense. Where do you all think uh, Kawhi isn't up? There's only two, he's down to three places. It's the Raptors at this point, the Lakers, and the Clippers, because those are only places. People with clack cap room. He's not going to the Knicks, which right. yeah, I would. I'd love Kawhi to do is be like, I was going to go to the Knicks, but they filled it up with all this <laughs> these yeah. one year deals. Yeah, but he won't troll people like that. It's uh, it continues to be a um, a source of unending um, fascination. I guess just the whole story of what is going on with what he really wants, uh, whether. 
all the the things that Toronto did throughout the past year to kind of win to try to win him over, uh, whether it was you know uh, uh, kind of making his family feel welcome, uh, hiring his his the same buddy that the Spurs had hired to be near him just to kind of make him feel part of the whole thing, winning a title. Uh, does that have any impact on the guy who clearly wanted to be in L.A. from the beginning? And um, the choice between the Clippers and Lakers is really compelling, too, because uh, I almost feel like he'd be more at home with the team that doesn't have LeBron and Anthony Davis on it. Like, just let him be the quiet, the alpha dog, but the quiet alpha dog who doesn't deal with all the other stuff around him. Uh, that, like, that Lakers team is just going to be a complete circus. Um and uh, it, it'll be – we'll find out a lot about what he really wants and, and uh, maybe what he wanted all along with this choice because winning I still think that is, is the Toronto choice. Like that's, that's his best path to the um, – I, I say that, but then playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis, that's a pretty good winning choice too. <laughs> but it's the West. Like, it, yeah. it, it is the, the West. East, the East is a little more – well, I don't know. The West is pretty wide open. And your starting too. point guard will still be Rajon Rondo. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. There, there are no – I was looking at this earlier. There are no point guards left for the Lakers to sign. No, just Rondo, right? They might have to. They might have to trade for one. Uh, like Rondo is the top guy left, and that was just that's not going to work. They have Kawhi has sort of hamstrung all the teams that he doesn't go to, and if that was his strategy all along, that's like Machiavellian, just brilliance. Which I mean, basically, he's he's if. Just the Clippers and Lakers. They're two teams that had tons of cap room. And they're still going to have the cap room after Kawhi chooses. And whoever he doesn't go to, or maybe both of them if he goes to Toronto, there's nobody left to spend it on um, because everyone signs so quickly. So, I mean, Ka- Kawhi, more than just where he goes, he affected teams that he didn't go to uh, in a lot of ways because they are going to be kind of left holding the bag uh, with cap space and, and, and no one to – no one to take it. Some kind of really overpaid DeMarcus Cousins to do a mediocre yeah. job at center. Yeah, uh, DeMarcus Cousins is still out there. Yeah. The top names left um, as of Tuesday afternoon um, after after Kawhi Leonard were uh, DeMarcus Cousins. And then, and then like, the next name is, like, Jamichael Green. Um, there's Willie Cauley-Stein. There's really nobody left. Um, so free agency, this is news to nobody out there, but it, 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 it happens faster than it ever has before. And, uh, and, and Kawhi kind of, I mean, again, if, if, if he doesn't go to the Lakers or the Clippers, they're, they're going to be scrambling. So now you're seeing why the Spurs jumped on Damari Carroll so fast. Exactly. Take this full circle. Yes. Yep. Um, what is... What 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 is left this summer? Is there anything for the Spurs to do other than just just sit back and, and watch summer league? I mean, they signed their two draft picks already too, so yeah. that, that bit of business is taken care of. I, I, and like, unless there's some trade in the works, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, you know what we we could talk about it. I don't think it's going to happen this summer. But uh, Demar Derozan is eligible for an extension starting this week, running through the start of the uh, the start of the season. So. And next year is a player option on yes, his sir. part for yes, something like $27 million. Yes, sir. And, you know, normally people in his situation would think about opting out of that. You know, you're over 30 and you're going you're gonna to try to sign a longer-term deal to, you know, 
stay in the league for three, four more years. This could open up a whole new discussion, but that that is a that is a uh, it's it's not as as obvious of a choice for the Spurs as one might have thought. Um, on the one hand, you would have thought, of course, they're going to let him walk and use that space, but next year's free agent uh, class is not impressive at all. There's nobody really that they could get to step in to do what Demar does. They might decide, and and this will cause great outcry. They might decide to extend him and just say we're happy with them and and we want to keep him around and and pay him for the next several years. I mean, that's not going to be as outrageous as some fans think it could be. I think it's a legitimate uh, decision for them to make as to whether they they offer him a big deal this summer and they have until opening day to do it. Yeah, opening day. Mm-hmm. That's something to watch. Um, looks like that will do it for uh, for this week's. We're getting the wrap it up signal of the roundtable <laughs> inside the black egg crates here at the studio at the Spurs Insider Podcast. As always, you can find Jeff and Nick and me on expressnews.com. And uh, until uh, next time, everybody keep it real. <laughs> <laughs>